Wow, I can't believe that we are back on the airwaves after a four-month break. Yep, it has been a while. It has been ages. Mm-hmm. Chances are, if you are listening to this, you already know who we are. But Hello. hi. We've <laughs> we sh- missed you. We, we actually have. We've been wanting to record episodes for so long. And we finally found the time and the place. Thank you, by the way, to Red Thread Studios for hosting us. Ooh, we, we love you. We do. We do. They've always got our backs. Mm-hmm. But if you are listening and you actually have no idea who the hell we are... I'm Finn. Hi, Martin. And um, I guess we are making rainbow waves on the radio waves. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. You see the pun now. <laughs> yeah. You see the pun. I like it. Yeah. 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 So essentially, Arden and I have a long history of doing radio and recording here in Hobart, which is the capital city of the lovely island of Tasmania. Yes, we are, in fact, discount Australians. Yeah, we're discount, we're discount Australians. <laughs> we're just on the little island beneath, if you're not sure. Yeah. It's very cold here. And it gets left off maps a lot. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. Which is okay, I guess, because the less people that know we're here... The less people who will want to come here. That's right, and we get to maintain our quiet little happy lifestyle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we are here um, in Hobart, Tasmania, and I have... About five years of radio experience. I and think I've got about three under and my belt at this point. Yeah, and Arden has three. Mm. So we have come from community radio. We used to do a weekly show on a community radio station here in Tassie. Mm-hmm. And now we do this podcast. Yeah. Because podcasting is the future, right? It is. I know that people are trying to say that radio is making a huge comeback and that people listen to it all the time in their cars. But I really don't think that's true. I do not know anyone who actually listens to radio in their cars. Me neither. Apart from my mother. She listens to like ABC National One. Okay. You should should introduce her to podcasts. I should. (laughs) I've tried. Believe me, I have tried. She doesn't quite understand Uh, Spotify yet. So what is making rainbow waves? Good question. Good question. Yeah, good question. It's an evolution of everything that we've done so far Mm -hmm. over the past five years and three years for Arden, the things that we've been working on and talking about, the topics, the memes, the news, the depression. Yeah, yep. There's always a lot of depression. It's a very morbid time. (laughs) (laughs) And it just keeps getting worse. Like, I think we only recorded, I'm going to say like 12 shows last year. Mm -hmm. And that was in part because we left, but also in part because of coronavirus closing the studio. Yeah. So... We have a lot to catch up on. We do. But I think today is mostly just going to be, hello, welcome back, and here's what's coming up in Hobart. Mm -hmm. Here's what you should probably know about if you're here. Yes. Taz Pride is happening. Yep. I think it's the from the 5th of February they're starting it up? I think so. I believe that that's the the start date. Basically, every single year Taz Pride has, like, it used to be called Pride Week, but then they started having too many events to cram into a week, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like Pride Week and a half. Yep. <laughs> so and they, things will happen around it anyway, whether it's official Taz Pride uh, events or not. Like our Rainbow Prom's happening before Taz Pride happens. That's right. Yep. There are other events happening around the Taz Pride time anyway. Yeah, there are heaps of events happening that aren't specifically linked to Taz Pride that are happening because of Pride week and a half. Mm-hmm. If you don't know where to uh, go to find those events, we do have them. most of them listed up on our Facebook page, or we will. And we've also got a uh, spot on our website that hosts local events and tells you about them. And we're in the process of putting them all up on there as well. So if you need one small place just to go and click and make sure that you can click onto everything else that goes on, that's the place to be. 
just go onto our website, which you can find through our Facebook page. We're hoping to secure the URL. Um, what are we going with? It's okay. rainbowwavestaz.net. Is that yeah, right? I think so. So that's what we're hoping to secure. We just need to pay for it and register it and all that. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, it's a very long Wix site yep. URL. That's just <laughs> too long to try and read out to you. You'd forget it before we even finished it. Yep. But yes, Arden is correct. Taz Pride begins um, on the 5th of February with the annual flag raising at 12.30 at uh, Town Hall. Yep. That same night, they have their opening cocktail party at Seagrass, Long Point, Sandy Bay Restaurant. I love that place. I don't know if you've ever been. I haven't. It is lovely. It's right near a dog beach, so if you sit near the windows, you can see all the lovely doggos going by. Really? Yeah, I love it. Well, that's awesome. The very next day is the Pride Parade, which I really need to be clear if you haven't registered to walk in the Pride Parade, they're saying that they will not let you walk. Mm-hmm. I actually have the freedom to say this now since we're not actually bound by any rules and regulations, but I think that's completely ridiculous. Mm. Um, I realise it's for COVID safety, but how are they going to stop people walking in a public street? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. It's one of those things where I think the heart and soul are there and I think it must be something like they have to tell you to register and do all the things so that they can actually do it. And obviously with COVID safety, you should make every precaution to make sure that you are socially distanced or wearing masks or whatever else because no one wants a second wave in Tassie. We survived the first one by cutting all of our borders and saying, Indeed. no, thank you, but we don't want a second wave. But I don't think there's necessarily a way for them to enforce it unless they have like an outline of people, of organisers or police people or something like that that are going to make sure that no one comes in? I can't imagine that's actually going to happen. So I think they're kind of just saying it in the hopes that everyone will register. But Mm -hmm. truthfully, it's a public street. And if people unrelated to the Pride Parade want to walk down the street, they can't stop them. Yeah. But all this aside, the Pride starts on the corner of Elizabeth Street and Patrick Street um, at 12pm. The walk is going to take about one hour because we have to walk quite slowly through the streets. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, there is a party in the park celebration at Franklin Square. Which is always really fun. Yeah. And that's going until four o'clock. So usually at that party in the park, you can buy all kinds of things like pride merchandise. Mm -hmm. Um, You can buy from small local makers of earrings and things like that. Mm -hmm. Red Parker is always down there. And you can also pick up information pamphlets and stuff from places like Red Thread, uh, The Link, Headspace, SAS will be Mm -hmm. there, um, Sexual Assault Support Service. So, yeah, it's kind of just a really fun afternoon. It's always really fun. On Sunday, the 7th of Feb, is Queer History Walk with Rodney Croom. Now, that actually sounds really cool. Yeah. Rodney Croom, if you don't know, is a legend in Tassie. I mean, he got arrested um, in Salamanca all those years ago for during having... the Salamanca arrests. Yeah, during yeah. The, Sal- the the famous Salamanca, Salamanca arrests yeah. for having a gay pride stall at Salamanca when being gay was still a crime. Yeah, which surprisingly was within our lifetimes, which is yep kind of insane for people who are less than 30 years old. Yeah. Like you think about it and you're like, yeah. oh, wait, I was a toddler when it got legalised to be who I am. I mean, we were teenagers when they stopped arresting people for the crime of cross-dressing. Wow. Yeah. Walking, <laughs> living history right there. Yeah. So um, he's doing a walk through Salamanca, a history walk, just talking about the day of, of the arrests and also talking about 
LGBTQ history from convict times mm. all through the Roaring Twenties to the law reform debate of the 1990s. Wowee. Mm. That's a lot of history to cover. It really is. And to do it while walking through like a historic site like Salamanca is pretty damn cool. I would imagine that more to be something that you would go to like a lecture theatre to listen to, but to have like an interactive experience of where the history took place and what it was and how it all happened with someone who was there, that's pretty dope. Not going to lie, that is dope as. Dope. Um, Also on that same day, Sunday, Feb 7th, is the Taz Pride Fireworks Cruise. That is $45 or $40 if you have a concession card and it departs from the Brook Street Pier at 7.30. Food is... Provided there's a DJ and Pussy Poppins will be dancing on stage. <sighs> there's a couple of other events that I know are happening, but for some reason they're not listed on Facebook. No, but the events are up like yeah. on their um, website. An event that we really should mention, though, is on January 30th is Rainbow Prom. It is Rainbow Prom. And it's significant to mention this because a group of young people, myself and Arden included, mm-hmm. have essentially put together this prom in the space of five days with help from basically nobody. Mm. That is, like, phenomenal. Yep. We had a lot of help offered to us that kind of just fell through and we've just put our heads together, jammed our heels into the floor and we have rustled up prizes for our lucky door, raffle, donations donations for, for food, yep. all kinds of stuff. This event a week and a half ago was looking at not even happening mm-hmm. and now we've just slammed it out and I'm so excited for the kids that are going to be there because Rainbow Prom is so important to them. It is. Every- it's really important to the whole queer community, I feel, because it means that there is definitely some place for young queer people to go to have a fun time that they know that they're going to be safe. Yep. And they know that they're not going to be outed or anything. There will be things like food, there'll be drinks, there'll be there'll be a photographer, myself. We're ensuring through every means possible that all of the kids there are safe. They just can come and dance and have some food and have a good time with their friends and their partners and whoever else. And Pussy Poppins is performing for us there too for yeah. free. Good on her. What a legend. <laughs> she is such a legend. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Rainbow Prom is in its sixth iteration and, yeah, I just can't believe it's still going considering, like I said, a week and a half ago as of this record date, it was looking as if it wasn't even going to happen because we had so many people pull out on us that mm-hmm. were going to help us. I remember the first one that we held. It was quite small. It was at Youth Arc and we kind of put these posters around just saying, you know, if you want to come for a night of dancing, come along. 200 people came. Yep. 200. Our biggest one ever was 2019. We had just over 300 people come. Mm -hmm. So this is an event that doesn't just have 20 or 30 kids come along. No. We're having hundreds of people aged between 14 and 24 come to these events. And we do have security because obviously that is quite an age gap. Mm -hmm. But we, you know, through community questioning and, and kind of asking the people who come along themselves, that is kind of the age group that we've decided on. The first one we did was um, 12 to 25 and we did get some complaints. Yeah. So 14 to 24 is what we changed it to and we haven't had any complaints since. Yep. And there will be organisers there so you don't have to worry about any like people trying to sneak in and do things and get free food or anything because we'll be there. Last year I actually ID checked three different people that I thought were overage and only one of them was. Mm. And I turned him away. Easy. And it's just like, okay, thank you, but this is not your event. 
There are many other events out there for you. This one is not it. Yeah. Please go. I mean, I'm sure the person was disappointed, but um, I have to ID check people because it's part of our insurance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's part of our job as organisers. Yeah. Like, I mean, what kind of organisers would we be if we let in people who were too old to be there? Mm-hmm. And like us as people who are organising it and who are over the age bracket, we're simply there to organise and to make sure that everyone is safe. We're like chauffeurs. We're glorified babysitters. Yes, basically. It's like the proms that you kind of think about when you think about prom in America, that you have always got adult chauffeurs off to the side to make sure that no one does anything terribly bad, like bringing in something to spike the punch. I don't know. I don't know what proms are like in America, but we're going to be there as support and safety. And no one, none of the um, security slash chauffeurs slash glorified babysitters are over the age of 30 anyway. No. So we're only like between one and four years over the age gap anyway. Yeah. It's still a youth event. It's still organised by mainly queer youths. That's right. We're just there to help with things like legalities or extra paperwork that honestly no no young person wants to do. Exactly. Absolutely no young person wants to be like, oh, yes, insurance forms. Let me just fill those out. I can't wait to. I can't wait to get insurance forms on my table. I can't wait to draft consent forms for people to sign so they can have their photos taken. Wow, that sounds like a blast. Yes. So we're just there to do all the all the boring things so that the organisers and the kids who go can just have a blast. I feel like prom needs like a second event throughout the the year like in July. Yeah. Because we usually have them in January or February like coinciding with Pride Week. Mm. But we have been asked before to do more and it is so much work and so much effort. But if we could do another one in the middle of the year, I think people would appreciate it. Yeah. Maybe like a uh, a winter one. Winter something. Wonderland. Yes. I mean, we have all the decorations and stuff, so there's no reason why we couldn't. Yeah. And I mean, there's always heaps of events going on around winter anyway i'm pretty sure that schools have a school holiday break either in july or in august Mm. or i could just be going crazy i really don't know could be be anything it could Uh, be anything end of june start july which is about the same time that a lot of the um midwinter festival stuff is going on as well so apparently dark mofo is going ahead this year Mm. um i guess that's pending a second wave outbreak because they could never know if that was going to happen or not. Yeah, no, not at all. But if it does, imagine doing like a like a dark prom or like a like a masquerade. Ooh. How fun would that be? A masquerade. Like something completely different, like Ooh. not just not just getting dressed up and like having a slice of pizza, but putting on a mask and acting all spooky and we have like, you know, like the witch's playlist from Spotify and yes. getting all spooky and having like like what's that thing like a dry ice machine and it makes like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like smoke yeah, come around fog the machines yeah stuff. fog machine come around the dance floor yeah this is a really good idea yeah we should probably do that we should do this we're, we're gonna bloody do it <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna say it now I think we should do it yeah yeah winter ball of some some kind I'm hell into it yeah I, I'm into it me too. Do you even comprehend how efficient we are as people? I know that if you looked at my Facebook posts, I kind of look like I'm depressed and useless all the time, and I am. But if I put my mind to something, God damn it, I can do it. Yeah. I just um, I need a mission. Mm-hmm. If I don't, if I don't have like a mission, I kind of just sleep all day, right? Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? But then, like having a mission like this podcast, being able to be like, oh, okay, in the last two, three days, we've put up a website and put up a Facebook page and done all things and gotten funding and started Rainbow Prom and all that kind of stuff. My God. 
My God. It's been less than a week. Yeah. It's been a very eventful couple of days. Is it like we started this, what, on Monday and it's Thursday now? Monday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, and it's Thursday afternoon now. Yep. I'm going to play one of these. So we on the on the track deck thing here we have buttons and they play like sounds. I'm going to play one of them for you now. <laughs> That's not the one I was hoping for. <laughs> I, I was kind of hoping for like the laughter one. That one doesn't. I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that kind of just adds up how I feel right now. Okay. <laughs> so we have all these like mixed sounds and I think it's really funny because we don't have an intro or anything yet. Mm. So the intro is just nothing and it's just us talking and we're going to ask some local artists actually to... To make an intro for to, us. To make an intro and also give us permission to use their songs mm. in, in the podcast so it's not just hours of us talking. Yeah. Um. So if you're listening and you are interested in that kind of thing, do just shoot us a message because... It would be great to have someone local to make that for us. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be queer. doesn't really matter if you're not. Mm. But, of course, if you are queer, that would be great yep. because we get to say, we're a queer podcast and the opening is made by a queer person. <laughs> like it's just it just adds up. It's, yeah. like, it's like one plus one equals three. Like it just adds up. At the community radio station, we had nothing like this. So now I'm just going to like fiddle around with these buttons all the time. Like <laughs> laughter, <laughs> drums. <laughs> <laughs> crickets when someone makes a joke yep so what else have our fans and our listeners missed that we can talk about because there's so much like we're not just going to sit here and talk about coronavirus and all that kind of bullshit you don't care about that you know all about that yeah but what have you actually missed in terms of what's been happening in hobart well the queer community hasn't really done a lot no. over the past six months. No, we've kind of been locked up inside. Which we've been is in we've been in hibernation, and it's not just because of coronavirus. Because restrictions eased ages ago. Ages ago. Yeah, it's just that we've all kind of been sleeping, mm. and we're just starting to emerge from the cocoon. When Limbo had an event just recently, and I would say that was the awakening of the queer community for this year. Yeah, because flamingos shut down. Mm. So that is something that has happened that is quite significant. It is. Flamingos, I can say for certain, was not a good place. I don't want to say it was a great place, but it was a place that people could go. It was a safe place. It was, a, it was, it was a safe place for queer people to go, have drinks, wear whatever the fuck they wanted, mm-hmm. get on the dance floor, swing on the poles. like Get up in the cages. Get up in the cages. The drinks weren't that expensive. Uh. Like it was just – It was a great place for people to who were in the scene and in the community to actually perform and get like, exactly. a start there. Yep. It wasn't the best bar that you could have, but it was ours. That's right. And you don't know what you got till Til it's, it's gone. gone. They paved paradise and put up a parking lot. Yeah. Boop, up, up. <laughs> yeah, so we actually don't have any queer venues in Hobart anymore. No. Um. Now, the new owners have hinted that they might be reopening as another queer bar, but there's no confirmation that that's the case. No. There has I think just it would been be like a very sprinkles. smart idea to do. Yes, I agree. From a business perspective, considering it's now a niche that is not being filled, like previously when we had an extra gay space or an extra queer space, that was a secondary option for people and they didn't yep. necessarily go down and do it unless it was karaoke and even then only the worst singers in the city went and did karaoke. <laughs> Us. Yes. <laughs> so it, But now there is actually a niche 
in the market that is not being filled. That's right. So um, it would be a very smart idea business-wise to actually reopen as a new queer space. I think they are considering it, but they haven't confirmed it yet. No. So um, Let's hope. Yeah, let's hope. Yeah. I have also heard whispers only just this morning that Fiori Florist in Sandy Bay, run by Councillor Jackson Ewan, is doubling as a gay cafe now. Oh. They had their soft opening this morning. That's adorable. I've been in there and it's a very small space. Mm-hmm. I reckon they could fit maybe three chairs in there to be COVID safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they might be looking at an extension. I mean, how many years have people been saying, why don't gay cafes exist? Yes, there are cafes that are queer-friendly. I mean, it's not hard to be a queer-friendly cafe. You just, as an owner, don't say, get the fuck out. Yeah. All you really need to do is not be a dick. Yeah, that's it. But there's a difference between being a gay-friendly cafe and being a gay cafe. Yeah. Same as like a gay bar and a gay-friendly bar. Mm -hmm. Like, So this is actually a really big deal. I don't really know what the plan is and how far it's going to go ahead. I only saw the one post. That's still really cute. Yeah. I love it. I hope that it goes somewhere. Yeah. I hope that it extends. I hope that that they have good luck. But unfortunately, I really don't know anything more about it. But that would be really awesome. Mm. Well, the young queer community, especially the people who can't yet go out drinking or don't want to go out drinking, like – there needs to be spaces that are for them, that actually have something to offer them. So a cafe, a bookshop, something like that. Why is it that gay spaces always have to have alcohol involved? I don't know. Like I realise that there is a huge undercurrent of alcoholism in the queer community. We're all traumatised. We all need something to cope Exactly. But that doesn't mean that everyone drinks. It doesn't mean that everybody parties. In fact, the new generation of queer people have no interest in it, it seems. They just like tea. They just want to drink tea and be quiet. And have maybe a, maybe a place with plants. So, like, the Fiori mm. Florist thing is, like, really good because us queers love our plants. Exactly. Plant parents. So, yeah. We just go in and be like, oh, look at this. You've got a Monstera. <gasps> and I'm going to sniff this flower. Yes, absolutely. Hopefully I'm not allergic. I will have a chai. <laughs> That seemed like the perfect moment to use that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Uh, I told you I was going to just play with this soundboard all day. (laughs) So I feel like we've covered everything there is to cover. Can you think of anything else important? Off the top of my head, I can't. Because Flam's closed, limbo happens every couple of months. There's nothing else going on except Has Pride events. There's... We're a very sad and quiet community. Okay. Right now. We're making a comeback, but it's just sad at the moment. It is very sad. But it's only the sixth day of the year, so we have plenty of time to you make have a comeback. So much time. <laughs> time for days. Time for days. Time for days. Okay, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I like that. So I guess this is the end of our little hello mm-hmm. and our little welcome back. And. We hope to put up more episodes pretty much every week. That's what we're aiming for. Yeah. Because that's the kind of schedule that we're used to, mm-hmm. once a week. Yep. And the episodes will get progressively better as we get music and, and guests and stuff like that. But for now, it's just us. Yep, just Chilling. Us talking. Talking. Next week, we'll probably have a particular topic to go yes. on with. Yes, we'll probably have a real topic to talk about with you. But we just wanted to make 
this casually and get it out there mm-hmm. for you to hear and to know that we're back. Yep. That's pretty much it. So thank you for listening if you made it this far and listened to all my stupid sounds. <laughs> and I guess we'll see you next week. We will. Thank you so much for tuning in to Making Rainbow Waves.